Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I want to introduce our weekend. So turn to First Timothy with me. And our our theme this weekend is is being a pastor, desiring to be a pastor, uh, to be a leader. And desiring to be used by God. It's the fact that we have the desire that we have this in our hearts is a work of grace. Yeah. And how how we are maybe some decades later, uh, we want to sharpen our tools and think more about what we're doing and how to do it. So there's a broad, a broad material, a lot of, a lot of things to talk about, think about. And I think before the night is over, I had the idea that we, we broke up into like three, three guys with one piece of paper. You know, three guys with one piece of paper. And they wrote on the piece, piece of paper something they want to hear this weekend. And we'll collect them. And we, you know, we'll use them as we go through the weekend together or go through the next few days. Uh, so the uh, the uh, introduction here, the thought is in First Timothy, is that Paul had it very much in his heart that Timothy would be effective, that Timothy would uh, be qualified, be effective, and work at it, and work at it, to go at it, to be, to be everything that he's supposed to be, because uh, the, the world is against yep. what we are, and what we say, and what we do, and how we live. And more and more, that's obvious to us in the days that we are living. Uh, but so, so it motivates us to be really serious about what we're doing. So uh, just, you know, we're all pastors here or leaders or disciples and learning. So I'm going to kind of put it on you to read the text. And I just want you to look at from verse... Uh, um, 16 to verse 20. The first Timothy 1. So read those verses. Yeah, just for an exercise, read them, take them, take a little bit of time. Read them and just see what Paul is saying to Timothy and how much he wants Timothy to be in the game. He wants Timothy to be in the game. Okay, so. And then after you read that, then take a few minutes and talk mm. to the person next to you about it. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. 
see there there's a lot there <laughs> wow wow pattern right pattern of those things that are like to, to believe on you right verse 16. <laughs> i read first i read Verse 15, verse 16, and then he's an example of like what it would be so like that time on. Like Some people don't really manage to but can do this amazing thing around the life. Like it's safe sinners, so I'm chief, yeah, yeah, and then I'm the guy, like. This is an amazing story. And it switches to the whole warfare thing, which is, uh, you know, the word for war is um, strategy, strato. So it's something, I think it's the word strategy. Again, the word strategy. So it's not just fight a war like punch and fate, but actually have a good strategy. Like have a big picture, don't just fight a war. Like, it's not like a war, but just fight a strategy. Dave, what stands out to you? Okay. There's a pattern of long suffering. Pattern, but because I'm more than each the good. Especially like you're saying, like the world is against you. And besides the world, so they'll. Dream thought and matter process. They're not punished, mm. no. but they they don't just target for saying it's gone. So in my mind, it is the warfare. You have to be prepared for the warfare. You have to be prepared. You can't fool yourself and thinking. The right ones Yeah. Yeah. How would you prepare for the warfare? 
just the glory is verse 19. Yes. Uh, faith, having faith and so good courage is going to be greater. So I, I think verse 19, it really makes more things about people fall away. And I really they, they didn't hold faith. They started accepting things that were not out of the space. The good conscience before I have to get up, and I'm just common sense, I guess, but their moral slip. They didn't have yeah. standards anymore. But and, they, and they became they, they put away the faith. So many people that get put away in the end time. And now they're shipwrecked. Total devastation. You know, what, can I by? what a way to describe it. Yeah, he didn't make serious. Total devastation. <laughs> That's not, wow. Well, it is like Satan's victory. I mean, that was very pushy mentally. It's a good picture. If you were talking somebody, you just shipwrecked. We're like, what? But yeah, I just said word somewhere. Yeah, That's part of warfare, right? Uh, there's a storm, right? A ship out of ship There's a storm. There's some sort of boat. Something breaks it, Think about part of the point. Long suffering, all about elaborate. I think, if I remember correctly, this word is honest. It's like Hebrews ten twenty two uh, says, "Draw near with a with a true and honest heart." So, like in a pure, honest conscience, like your norms and standards, don't consciousness, like you come to God with not a clean heart. Clean, clean, um, expectations. Paul, Paul is writing to Timothy, and who knows that people, that pastors can also get hurt in life. And he said that he's a pattern of what God wants to do with people, which is he was anti-Christ, he was anti-Jesus, he was an enemy of Jesus, and he got he got saved and changed. And he said, I'm a, a pattern. And that's how we must think about the ministry also. That that evil people, unbelieving people, passive people indifferent people religious people proud people get saved amen they are born again and that paul is a pattern like he's an example and he says that in verse uh 16 isn't it yeah for a pattern of them which should hereafter believe uh so why is he saying this to timothy because timothy needs to realize and so do we, what we're doing. How God has ordained preaching as the tool, the way he saves souls. We, we are not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God. What is it? The power of God under salvation. God saves sinners. Isn't that good? Amen. 
That's why we also have to be careful with our politics. So I, I believe in being politically oriented, oriented in life because we're responsible as citizens. But I also have something higher, something more important, something very precious, that is our ministry. So he, he is saying to Timothy here that Timothy has to be in the game. This is in verse, uh, where are we, verse uh, 18. This charge I commit unto you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on me. Uh, words, prophecies are words, words that went on you. Can you remember any time in your past when your pastor or leader was able to say something to you that was along the lines, I believe you have a gift. I, I, I trust your ministry. I have seen your life. You, you can do this. We're going to lay hands on you. Yeah. You remember it. Is it important to remember it? Is it something sacred in our hearts? Is it, is it a real thing? That, that we've been following this because of faith. We are following our calling. And we have a calling. I'm sorry to say that men across the country are dropping out of the ministry. And I think it's because at the end of these uh, words, it says, verse 19, holding faith and a good conscience. Okay, if you reverse those two phrases, holding faith, what, what would be the opposite? Letting go. Unbelief. So what happens? You swerve. You swerve away. Look at verse 19. It says, Some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. Uh... What's the opposite of good conscience? Bad conscience. What if a pastor practices like pornography or he's in addicted? Does he have a good conscience? What will happen to him with a bad, bad conscience? It will trouble him. Will he have the, the courage? Will he have the faith? Will he have power? Will he be bold? Will, be, will he be assertive? Can he fight a good warfare? But if you are guilty, you know it. I know it. If I have sinned or practiced sin, I know what it does in my soul, how it affects me, how I can quit. I say, I can't do this. I am guilty. I'll be a hypocrite. I have hypocrisy in my heart. I can't do that. So this is... Uh, this is where we have to learn to live with an internal life, a spiritual life where we speak truth in the inner man. This is where nobody in this room is perfect. Nobody in this room is perfect, but we can be strong in grace. Second Timothy 2.1. We can be believing that the God of all grace is honoring us in our walk of faith. And cares about us and forgives us. Amen. What if there's a pastor? He's a good man, but his conscience bothers him. 
but he doesn't have the finished work. He doesn't know about the blood of Jesus and what it does for him. He doesn't know about the word of God cleansing him on the inside, renewing his mind. So what will he do? Thousands of men are turning away from the ministry, from what we've heard. I mean, churches are closing, men are finding other ways of living, and they're not doing this. This is a, a very strong encouragement from the apostle to Timothy. So let's look at it again here. Verse, uh, uh, let's see, we did 16, and we have 17 is, is where the strength is coming from. 17 is where we get it. This is where we worship. This is where we realize who we are serving. This is the king eternal, immortal, immortal invisible, the only wise God. He is an exciting God. He is a wise God. He has authority. He is the one that puts it in you. I remember reading Jeremiah 1, when, when God, God put his hand in the mouth of Jeremiah, and he said, I put my words in your mouth. Wow, it's powerful. I put my words in your mouth. Oh, it's a powerful thing. I don't just speak words. You've got words that God put in your mouth. God put those words in your mouth. And when you speak, you have the message, the greatest message of all. This is what we do. We are gathering this weekend just to sharpen our tools and think about it and just say in our hearts. And I think maybe we can also, another little exercise we can do this two days is just pair up and go for a walk or sit somewhere together with another brother of your choice, or two or three, and just talk very directly about what I need. Maybe if it helps you, or just keep it to yourself and go to your room or go for a walk or whatever is needed to be refreshed, because this is a time of refreshing and encouragement. Cause, cause if we are called, and I, I, I know we are, if we are called, God is for us. But to be honest, sometimes we're so busy that, and we're, we may be very distracted. And by the way, we are attracted to very small things sometimes. Have you ever, have you ever kind of, have you ever kind of um, substituted the eternal for something as small? as a can of Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> for, you know, something that you're dreaming about, or something small in life. Have you ever traded the eternal for something very small and very silly, very foolish and very silly? Have you ever traded it? I have, and I'm shocked. It says Psalm 119, is it? It says 113, I think. 119, 113, I hate vain thoughts. I hate vain thoughts. Then go to, so we are serving him, this amazing king, verse 17. Then he charges him in verse 18 by the promises that have been up, that have been given to Timothy. And let's make him up, what make up the prophecy that went to Timothy 
when he was ordained, okay? So with your brother sitting next to you, what did they say to Timothy when he was ordained? What prophecies went on Timothy? What did Timothy hear when he was ordained? Let me help you. Timothy, we believe that God has called you. We believe it. We, the elders, the pastor, Timothy, we are serious about it. And you are serious. We know your life. We are with you. Never stop. Fulfill your calling. Walk with God. We are with you. We're laying our hands on you. You are ordained of God. And this is from God. Okay, you make up your... Go ahead. Have something in your heart. Your name. Amen to God. Hold fast to the word of life, maybe. Like you just said, like don't. Don't despise the Bible. Have a word that reflects what you thought of. Philippians 4 9. Philippians 4 9 says, Do what you have seen, heard, and learned. That's a good one. Yeah, I like it. What would you say to me? Oh, it's interesting. I love how he said the word swerve. I mean, you've seen that in commercials. He like comes at you fast. Yeah. Swerve to avoid something and you get another. Yes, uh, things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these things do, and the God of peace will be with you. All it's easy to kind of swerve by the way. Like living in the life of avoidance, like not saying as we want to get something else we didn't like. It's like you're driving and by the way, you get a part It's not funny, but it's funny. It's funny. By them, you might work with Whipper, so that you think the prophecies and all you know, that was sent to the prophets of God, yea and amen. Now, by this, you can work, like, they don't ever forget you, all the who you are. Because of that, you work well. I guess it's saying, interesting, this is how you're effective. Said earlier, like being effective, that's a way to good warfare. You implement what you talk. Timothy, when he was ordained, something like, 
We believe God's hand is on you. You've learned the scriptures from your youth. Preach the word in season, out of season. Do the work of an evangelist. Don't stop it. And there also, look at the next verse. It says, holding faith. Maybe they, maybe they would say to Timothy, Timothy, the only way that you're going to finish your course is you have to live by faith. That's the way you're going to do it. But by, by faith, you're going to war good warfare. You're going to have battles. Yeah, sometimes you get discouraged, but you're going to overcome by faith. And this is a victory that overcomes the world. Even by faith. faith. And you're going to fail and fall down many times, but you're going to get up because of faith. You're going to continue because people need your ministry. Remember Philippians 2. Paul said, I have no man like-minded mm. as Timothy who cares for you. Uh, so Timothy, you have to, you're caring for people and you have the authority to do it because the Holy Spirit is with you to do this ministry. What's the value of a good pastor, a spirit-filled pastor? What's the value of a spirit-filled message? What's the value of a disciple making disciples? What's the value of having a youth ministry, of having a Sunday school, of having marriage counsel? What's the value of it? If, if the devil targets, he targets the man of God, he targets the work, he targets what we think about, uh, about the, the calling we have. We cannot give it up. So verse um, 10, holding faith and a good conscience. And I think some of us have a sensitive conscience. Huh. You know, <laughs> we have a sensitive conscience. And uh, we have to be careful with that. Because... Uh, we, we, we beat up ourselves or we feel bad about things or um, even sometimes after preaching you you go home, you go to go to, in the bed and you're rolling back and forth in bed with a bad conscience about what you said. It can happen. I don't know. It might not happen to you, but it's happened to me. We, we can be sensitive about things, but, but it doesn't matter. I have to go beyond my temperament by faith and be strong in grace and believe that God wants us to do what we do. Even in our weakness, God wants us to do what we do. And we do it by faith. And we carry on doing it. Right? And then the last thing, which some, having put away, have made concerning faith of me, shipwreck. Mm. What's a shipwreck? Um, I, I read about them a little bit. In, and there's a place in the Atlantic Ocean where there's a lot of shipwrecks. You know where it is? Yeah. Just under the surface, there's the, the, you know, the land is high, but there's a lot of, there, there's a part that is above the water, 
and just under the water. And that means that I'm sailing my boat, I can't see the danger, but it rips the bottom out of my boat. Mm. And that's the thing that happens with heres heretics. They are called Hymenius and Alexander by name. They would, they would destroy people's faith without even seeing that believer wouldn't even see the danger. But those guys, their words, mm. their action, their, their, their propagation, their attitudes, their words were destructive to believers. And it could rip the bottom out of their faith. And believers, but you, Timothy, no, you are an able minister. And you are, you, are, you are able to build them up because you are a pastor. You're able to do that. Now, uh, I want to just, I was in Hungary two days ago, and Pastor Chaba told me something interesting. I'll share it with you for a minute, and we'll, we'll do another thing here. But he said, the five gifts, apostle is like a thumb. A prophet is like your, your index finger. Apostle, prophet, evangelist. And these work with the apostle. So the apostle gives the teaching, the prophet, and the evangelist, and the pastor, and the teacher. And the weakest of the group is the teacher. Because the teacher doesn't have the same authority as the prophet. The prophet is in tune, very close to the apostle, in tune with the message of the hour. He has something to say that's very relevant to the hour, so he's like a prophet. And then the evangelist is so important, like Billy Graham, as an evangelist ordained of God to reach thousands of people, right, with the message of the gospel. I think uh, in our ministry, we have like Bill Allickson, you know, John Love, uh, and others that have a particular ability to is an evangelist. So we have apostle is the key to the other gifts. So if you're just a teacher, but you don't have apostolic authority in your teaching, apostolic wisdom, then your teaching doesn't mean much. It could even shipwreck believers. That's why our, our teaching has to be apostolic. That means doctrinal. That means solid. That means it has to be from God. And it came to the apostles, so they wrote the epistles. And we read and study our doctrine. So when we have a message, it's like prophetic. When we evangelize, it's the gospel. When we pastor people, it's right on, and when we teach people, it's right on. You know, Sunday school. And by the way, the little finger, you can remove it, and the hand still has strength, but you lose 30% strength in your hand if you lose your little finger. Hmm. It's kind of an interesting point. Little finger helps your hand have strength. So, um, uh, what we're learning here tonight is that uh, I want to pay attention to what it is that we're doing, and we want to be maximum effective 
in the body. Yes. God has put the body together. And we're not here by accident. Yes. God has put us together for decades. And God has not done with us. Amen. And like churches are multiplying in two areas in the world mostly. Africa, our churches, greater grace churches that are multiplying in large numbers and India is the other place. And these are our churches that are growing with, with saved people and the ministry and Bible school and so on. And yet we are in America where it's very much needed and maybe God will pour that out. But it'll be not like just talking or singing. And it won't be a charismatic that we are charismatic in a sense, but it will not be emotionally charismatic messages and prosperity messages. It'll be doctrinal and people learn how to think and practice and obey and follow and they'll find themselves very satisfied. There'll, there'll be a revival Word yes. of God yes. happening in, in a group of 10 people or 50 or 100 or whatever it is because this is the model, you know, and it works. Right. So uh, it'll be a fun weekend. Go have yeah. a good time. All right, take a minute. Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. What's your name? God bless you. We'll go to the Same house I did. Wow. Uh, well, no, he didn't live in the same house. Black hair, right? Turkey for a while. Right? Turkey for a while. No, not that's my Jason. Yes. You know these. Oh, no. Just because of the angel. Oh, I don't know that. Talk, can you talk to the angel, or shall I ever talk to you? Can you guys get sure. Ever talk well, to me? There are two families. I've got contacts in all families. Not too far from here. Yeah, actually. well, you, there are two families. I'm from Massachusetts. And they, they went to land uh, from Finland. And I was talking to her dad is somebody's name. Thailand. And they told, I'm telling that talk to everybody. They told me that you guys are going to be doing something. Yeah, you got contacts in it. Sounds like Prince. Yeah. I know he got it kind of I think like it would be good if we not, could stay in touch with the two families. Okay. We've got a guy down there that works with Iranians. Yeah, yeah. Also with Indians. Yeah, Americans. And we uh, connect them. Yeah, I've told Bruce about the Iranian one. Stop asking. Yeah, I can lay a kite with cars. I can connect I'll mention it to her again, too. Yeah. Well, you know what? Just enjoy life. That's awesome. You're going to hotels, nice hotels, and hanging out. No, no, no. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying this. We're having a little fellowship. This is the Frederick team. This is Pastor David Umstead. You want to say hey? Hey, Frederick. This is Gordon. Colby. Hey, how you doing? I'm from Maine. Need a passport. Uh, Adam Obest is next to me. This is the Frederick committee here. Hey, Pastor Dennis, praise the Lord. We love you. 
Praise the Lord. Pass the ammunition. Okay, this is Avery. Just got married. He's got the glow still going on. I was at York Beach I with my son and my dad, and all of a sudden, hey, Pastor Jason. I'm like, what? <laughs> hey, is it a recording? Yeah. John Dows. Hey. Hi. No, I'm, I'm, we moved out to Western Maryland. Pastor Jason. You don't need me, do you? No. I know you don't. What's your name? I was praying God in my life. I don't remember. Back to right. Back. Back. Lord. Back. Lord. Happened. Lord. I was God. I was divorced. And praying things out. And it was all happened together. And he was. Come on. Shake out. I think that is the strength. You know, behind the scenes. Not just wasn't like involved. Yeah, yeah. And we were, and, and we were like, hey. They're going to plant a church. And I said, look. Go ahead. We need to have some fish there. They're going to flag it in there. I think we're gonna. I think. I, and we just saw it happen. It all came together. It, was it came together. And then Pastor Dennis, I think, two months later, came in. So it must. Have, it was all God, you know. And it's been great. And we got a lot of great team members. A lot of great people. That's like a hub location right there. It's the second largest, I think, area in Maryland outside of Baltimore. It's not the biggest city, but I think the county is similar to Baltimore. That it's like the second largest central location. Well, it's West. I mean, it's so different than Baltimore. Yeah, wait. It's got two WalMarts, two Home Depots. It's funny. <laughs> two, yeah, two WalMarts. Do you know? Yeah, so we have uh, Andrew, he's Pastor Carl's son. John Boer is from Hungary, he's Pastor Bendigo's son. And we've got Avery Powers, and uh, we got Jesse Fire, Pastor Ben's son. We've got Brandon, Pastor Bill Alex's son. Quite a blessing, guys. That's from God. That's amazing. All right, then we have folks that are here for the first time. Maybe first time you've been here. The first time you want to stand up. We want to welcome you. Wow. Uh, then let's say you're an assistant pastor. You help the pastor. You're an assistant to him. Maybe maybe we can broaden the category. You're maybe a trustee or you're an elder in a church, but you're not the head pastor, but you youth pastor, elder, trustee. Would you like to stand up? For a moment? Uh, then, then if you are a head uh, pastor, you're the head pastor, I want you to I ask you to come up front here, and we're going to hand you the microphone. Uh, 
Gary Plowman goes into the federal county prison because he's I don't need something about something whatever it is. By, by, I know a lot of them got a long time. Not ours. He's so used to the go, I can't do it unless I get that. I don't know if this it's like almost like certified to minister. I have like strange yeah. I know, so so I want to get what I need. I've been with you forever. Yeah, we can work so something. Until I get that, I can't call it. We'll figure something out. Right, because I can write a paper with you. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're Uh, so you 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 have some options. Okay, so uh, what do we want to hear from them? Word of prophecy or come on, You know, how long will we be here if everybody spoke for five minutes? Oh, all night long. So uh, you can pat. You can give your name, where you're from. We can know you. Two hours. I mean, everybody here. And then, um, you know, you can say something. You can introduce, if you have guests here, you want to introduce to everybody. And uh, or you say a word, pass on the microphone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Collins, uh, Rosario, Argentina. Arturo Costa de Lima, Peru. Cristian Díaz de Chile. Pastor Scott here from Lewiston, Maine. Wow. God saith the Lord, those of you that get through the night will eat well tomorrow morning. <laughs>
witnessing to the men at High Max, and he went home to be with the Lord on last July 31st. And as I told uh, my friend Pastor Tim, he really was a treasure, a national treasure, just like Pastor Stevens. Mm. And his old messages are just as fresh today as they were uh, 35 or 40 years. So the word never, ever ages or grows old. And it is able, it's, a, it's like a two-edged sword, I can't explain it. It was good then, and it's still good now. <laughs> and uh, so I'm just glad to be here, to stand here, and I know, and, and, and if he could look through that crystal sea tonight, he would be so pleased. Yeah. He would yeah. be so pleased. Wow. And uh, so I'm honored again to be here with you all this year. Uh, Pastor Jim Lewis from Peabody, Mass. Um, and I would say this to all you first-time uh, men that are here for the first time, you will not regret it. Amen. 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 I know for our spiritual life. Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, all right. My name is Bob Schwartz. I'm with uh, Great Grace from Cincinnati. And um, I would just say the same thing, that it's so easy to get isolated feel like you're alone and you feel like you have no power and it's so important to build close to each other, to encourage each other, and, uh, and your walk with the Lord is so important related to your ministry. You cannot do it in your own strength. Pastor Tom Smith, Coconut, Virginia. That's okay. Yeah. Pastor David LeBlanc, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And I'm just going to give you my favorite Bible verse. That's Psalm 118, verse 24. And that's the way I start every morning. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Pastor David Wilshick, Tennessee. Hailing Mormon, Marlborough, Mass. Yeah. I got John Murray Dallas is here. Come on. There he is. There he is. Man. There he is. John. And Pastor Doug Womble, Armor Bear. Two more guys coming to Pastor Town Valerio will be here and then sell. Sell, sell. Come on. Bring them all. Uh, Pastor Dwayne George, uh, Harold Harbor, Maryland. Pastor Bruce Ray, Robert Grace Maryland. Those of you that are here, all of us that are here, we're here for the same reason. And that's to have our feet washed and to wash one another's feet. So enjoy getting to know each other. Spread yourself real thin. Amen. Real thin. Amen. 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 Pastor Carl from Wilmington, Delaware. I just want to acknowledge our crew. We had 12 yeah, come guys come. Wow, being knit together yeah. in the body of Christ is the most amazing thing. But you know where it first comes from? It's first come from seeing a pattern. And Baltimore is a pattern. Christ is a pattern, but Baltimore has shown me a pattern how to model a church. And so I go learn, I do, and I see. It's like that monkey see, monkey do business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at that. 
see how easy it is. It's so it's so much life and it's so much fun and it's so much joy to see like your work in young people's lives and people's lives that you pour in. It's no greater joy than being a pastor. So I just want to thank Baltimore, Pastor Shower, and all the leaders for investing in my life. Amen. Amen. Pastor Kevin Lewis from Utica, New York. What a privilege it is to be here. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were having a men's breakfast. And I said to the guys, I said, you know, there's something about the gathering of brothers. God, like, commands a blessing. There's this fruitfulness. There's this joy that comes out of it. There's this encouragement. And so last year was my first year attending uh, this conference. And walked away just, like, in awe. Mm-hmm. Right of what God did in those time. That time was refreshing. I said to our guys, "We got to go. You know, we got to go." And so we have six guys from Utica. Yeah. yeah. Hey, brothers are gathered together. Let's see what God does, and we'll know we'll be amazed by it. Uh, Pastor David Moore, Pastor Church, was in Burn Hills for 20 years. Now it's been in Malta for 25 years. I only brought three guys with me, but the caliber <laughs> at the risk of provoking something to jealousy, I mean, the best youth pastor slash assistant pastor this side of heaven, Pastor Scott, standing up against the wall. <laughs> Right over here, teens have been with us. If you have teens and you're anywhere near New York, anyways, uh, because he's awesome. And, and I thank you, Lord. He makes my job so much easier. He, he's the details guy. And he's, there's so much more I can say. But that's not all. We brought two first timers. We brought his son, Zeb, who is like right following in his father's footsteps. Paul Culver, who is our one of our freshest elders, he's been faithful servant deacon for decades, but now he stepped up to be an elder in our church and our treasurer. And his wife is my secretary. So, you in number, but mighty in power. Amen. You in number, mighty in power. Karen Weisskopf, Elgin, Illinois. So I would just encourage all of us that it's worth. It. It is so worth it yeah. to just never quit. Hey. And in Lamentations, yeah. when in the chapter 3, it talks about the mercy of God being new each morning. And then those that have their hope in the Lord and who wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because it's his work. It's his power in us. Yeah. And, and I think that so many times as a young pastor or a new, you know, a new follower of Christ, it's like, the satanic attack is that you're not worthy, you can't do it, and you know that is such a lie because it doesn't depend upon us. We just show up. God is faithful. Mm. It's the power of God in us, the leading of the Holy Spirit, and we just walk with God, and we're in amazement at what God does mm. in our midst. And that's, I think, that's the. The key secret about body life, it's a key secret of a time like this together where we can be encouraged and know that we have a calling 
know that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in each one of us. We don't have to be like anybody else. We just have to be ourselves in the presence of God and allow the Holy Spirit to activate and use the gift that God has given to us. Amen. And then we stand in amazement yes. at what God does and He receives glory. So it is so worth it. Don't quit. Keep coming back each year and, and uh, it's going to be a great week. I'm so nervous. I never speak in front of this many people. Pastor John Perkins in Las Vegas. Yeah. Pastor John. Pastor Gary Witt from Silver Plains, New York. I have an observation. Back several years ago, we looked around and saw you know, so many gray heads. Now, either there was a sale on Grecian 44, or we have a whole brand oh, new on. group of, of representing yes. the next generation of people yes. in the church. Thank you. Pastor yeah. Jay Esterbrook, uh, York, Pennsylvania. Pastor Craig Mabel, York, Pennsylvania. Uh, Chris Moore, um, Houston, Texas. Yeah. Just thinking about this. Uh, yeah, I'm here with Yeah. You know him, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just thinking about um, Jesus said, look for John 4, he said, lift up your eyes, look to the fields. I think we can get so wrapped up in domestic issues, family issues, financial issues. We can get wrapped up in natural thinking about ministry, natural thinking about ourselves, natural thinking about other people, natural thinking about our resources. But they were due, and I think this is what, for me, this time of year is like one of the most important times of the year for me personally in ministry. When you think about, um, when we think about the um, multitudes of pastors that are walking away, away from the pulpit. We see that in Texas because of discouragement, because the eyes are not being lifted up. Uh, Abraham had to lift his eyes up, Genesis 18, lift up, look from the place where you are. Um, Paul had to lift up his eyes. The disciples had to lift up their eyes. I would say that if we're looking at ourselves, lift up your eyes, look at the fields, uh, hear the call of Christ, hear call, Christ calling us into the, into the field in Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 9, where Jesus is saying, um, verses 38 and 39, he says, the, the harvest is plenty, the laborers are few. I believe that's a call for pastors, shepherds to go into. So I want to encourage you, young gentlemen, older gentlemen that are, are here for the first time, um, you're going to find men of God in this room that will see something in you that you don't see in yourself. That's what Paul saw in Timothy. And, and you're going to also find a lot of encouragement. You're going to find men here that you can pray with, mm -hmm. cry with, and be encouraged with. So lift up your eyes. We are, I feel like we're just beginning. There's mm -hmm. so much Amen. ahead of us. So I'm Brian Lange. I'm my pastor church in Budapest, Hungary. And, and I think I've been to all of these. I, when was the first one? Do you remember, Pastor Tanger? Maybe it was 2011 or 10 or something. 
first one day fund. But I think I've been to all of them, but every year it's so vital to be here with, with, um, with all of you. And uh, I think some of the people who are here for the first time, 10 years from now, you'll say at the Lord Terry's, uh, you'll say it's so vital to, to be here um, with everybody this time of year. It's really awesome. Man, it's great to be here. What was that? Soy Pastore, Ken Fires de Miami. And also a shout out. I want everybody there. October 20th through the 22nd, we're having a conference, South Miami Conference, with Pastor Schaller. All right, so there's your invitation to come. Amen. All right. Hey, so I'm uh, Jack Wheatley from Elgin, Illinois, 30 miles west of Chi-Town. Uh, and then we have uh, Pastor Harry, uh, Mike Heater, and Leon came with. So we had a foursome. Uh, I have to confess for all of us, including Pastor um, Bob Schwartz, we, what was it, a frivolous thing? We went to the, uh, not one, not two, not three, but four Philly cheesesteak restaurants. Oh, today. Today. We come here stuff. and it wasn't a light thing and it was an important thing that we could do what we did um, because you need to be with men and you do need sustenance, right? So we had sustenance for our belly, but we came here for sustenance of the spirit. Come on, man. Because it's that in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, you see that Paul knows that a great and effectual door has been opened to him. But the adversaries are many, you know, and too often we can very easily focus on the adversaries and then pull back. But... Um, we want to be just like David, right? Who is this blasphemous heathen who dares speak against the Most High God? Amen. That, um, well, Pastor Carl's son, right, is here from India. I just have to say, I first going to Bible college, like this is the power of the word spoken. I can just remember him still speaking about eating the breakfast of champions. And he was speaking of Joshua and Caleb. And that our adversaries will be bread for us. Yeah. So because your father spoke those words into me, I'm still here today. And no adversary will take any of us. Hallelujah. Awesome. Hey, glad to be here. I'm really happy. I'm Kim Shibley from Silver Spring, Maryland. And 